1: Portions of the following program may be pre recorded. The following program is brought to you by Bridgeway Community Church.
2: Today is an encore presentation of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. We're not taking your calls today, but thank you for tuning in and enjoy the show.
3: It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. It's Marriage Monday. And guess what we're talking about today? We're talking about sex. That's me, your bridge building voice in the nation's capital, hanging out with you on WAVA 105.1 FM here out of uh, Arlington, Virginia, covering all of D.C., Maryland, Northern Virginia, parts of West Virginia and Pennsylvania as well. So thanks a lot for tuning in wherever you are in your kitchen, in your car, maybe in front of your computer or your smartphone watching me on uh, my socials. At Anderson Speaks is my handle uh, on Facebook, and it's Facebook Live and YouTube Live even now. So check me out there if you happen to not be in the car or on the move. Maybe you're even at the office, so that's all good. It is a call-in talk show, and you can talk to me about whatever the topic is. And today's topic on this Marriage Monday is God's design for sex in marriage. God's design for sex in marriage. And here is the question, is sex before marriage a sin? And does saving yourself for marriage actually set you up for failure in marriage? So let's talk about that. Of course, I want to open up uh, with a word of prayer, as we always do, and give you some more information. But my phone lines are now open. And uh, being in the day and age we're in, you know, in this uh, uh, 21st century, uh, is is sex before marriage a sin? Uh, does, uh, does saving yourself for marriage actually set you up? Uh, For failure in marriage, because then you marry somebody and all of a sudden you're like, yeah, this part ain't working. So I want to hear from you on it. Okay, here's my phone number. 888-432-7434. 888-432-7434. This is a show about conversation and uh, comprehension begins with conversation. And so it's real easy for me to preach. You know, I'm a preacher. I'm a pastor. I can just tell you, I believe the said Lord. And I will if we, you know, get pushed on a topic, but realize that there's so many different aspects to conversations that just by declaring things, it doesn't mean people understand things. And so I think it's important for us to have this conversation so we can have it with others, if not even for one another. Okay, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are the the God of life and, and marriage and sex. And we just pray that you give us uh, your insights today. I know a lot of married couples are hurting in this area, confused, upset. Uh, and so would you help bring some light in the areas where it's shaded, gray, or even dark? For it is in your name, Jesus, we pray. Together, everyone said amen and amen. There are a couple other ways you can get a hold of me. You can always go to andersonspeaks.com, andersonspeaks.com. Or you can go to gracismglobal.com. There you can get uh, my book, Gracism, in free audio form. So you can actually listen to the book now if you'd like to. All right. Now, here is my phone number in case you want to call and talk about the topic. 888-432-7434. 888 43 And if you're just tuning in, today's topic, God's design. For sex in marriage, is sex before marriage a sin? Uh, does saving yourself from marriage actually set you up for failure in marriage? And uh, maybe is there some middle ground here to say, look, uh, I, you know, I, I want to marry this person. I feel really good about this person, but I don't feel good about stepping out in faith and marrying them and not knowing whether we're compatible uh romantically or sexually or not and then once i make that decision to say yes it's for the rest of my mortal life if i'm making a commitment to god and this person and so uh or you know we were dating and everything was going good and smooth and and uh even though we didn't go all the way you know we really have a lot of sexual energy between us and we can't wait for our honeymoon and then a year or even less later uh, uh she's not interested anymore or he's not interested anymore and so it's like, hang on. So this is my life now for the next 30 years? Is that what you're telling me? I didn't get married not to have sex. You know, sex may not be the only reason, you know, for marriage. I mean, I love you. You love me. We looked at our finances, our future, our goals, our faith, compatible in all these areas. And we just thought because we had so much romance ahead of time, it was going to be off the chain. And now it's just, well, off. Give me a call. 888 432 74 3-4. Let's kick it off in Chantilly, Virginia with Anonymous who's on the line. Hello, Anonymous. Dr. Anderson here. How you doing? Hello, Dr.
2: Anderson. Thank you for taking my
3: call. My pleasure. What are you thinking?
2: So, I, yes, I do agree that prior to marriage, it is a sin. Mm-hmm. Um, do I agree that it should be done? No. Um, and do I think waiting? Absolutely. is the best sense. Uh, most profitable thing for a marriage you don't know what you have right It's you've never right, had it right so it's not like you can go wrong with it um and so i don't think you will find it you know a problem later on because again you've never had it so I
3: got it so be- if he's a virgin and she's a virgin then it's all playground you and they figure not. it out together and they're not comparing it to anybody or anything is your point
4: absolutely mm-hmm. and
3: i
2: think and i say that Two-folded. One, because I myself uh, am married, and uh, my husband and I, we did not wait um, for marriage, and that was something we had planned to do. But once we got in college, things changed, and we were high school sweethearts. And once we got to college, things changed, and he and I did fall into sin, of course, and um, we end up, you know, prior to to uh, marriage. But that is something we had to repent to God, and you know, ask forgiveness. And moving forward, he and I did, of course, just end up getting married. We both were virgins prior to. But so it worked out, thankfully, that we ended up, you know, being married to each other, our first love. So it worked out well. However, we did have to repent for that because that was sinful um, before the eyes of God. Mm -hmm. So I do encourage um, young people to wait. Um, It is something that I understand as I myself.
3: You got cut off right there as you yourself, say that part again, as you yourself, what? Uh Uh-oh, you must be driving through a dead zone there in Chantilly, but I think we got most of what you were saying, so thank you so much for calling. So she says she was a virgin, he was a virgin, uh, and they hadn't had uh, any sexual intimacy with anyone else Uh, Even though they did have it with one another before marriage, they end up marrying. So that's been the only partner uh, that she's had and that he's had. So therefore, you're only comparing uh, to yourself. You, You don't have anything else to compare to, which then begs this question. How if you date a woman... Uh, And you have been saving yourself and you find out that she hasn't been, but you are in love with her and you want to marry her. Do you think you can navigate that or. How if you're a woman and you've been saving yourself for your husband only to find out that the guy that you've fallen in love with, you know, you already know that he's been with, uh, you know, many different people in his high school years or college years. But, you know, that's behind him or it's behind her. You love this person. um, But do you feel like that could be a problem in a relationship? Let me know. I'm going to go to my commercial break, and maybe you fit that profile. If you do and you want to share how you have uh, handled it, not a problem, or it is a problem. Maybe there's some wisdom that somebody can hear just from your story. Maybe you have a question about this. Give me a call. My phone number is 888-432-7434.
5: for graduate school, and your education as a working adult is important to him, to God, and to all who will be changed in the world because of your important research. Go to OGS.edu today and apply or call 1-800-933-6188. Have you ever listened to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson and wondered how we come up with heartfelt discussions on Marriage Mondays or engaging topics on Tough Topic Tuesdays? Well, our listeners are our inspiration. We would love to keep hearing from you. So if you have an idea for the show, let us know. Because comprehension begins with conversation. Send us your ideas by sending an email to info at andersonspeaks.com and join the conversation on Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson.
1: Welcome back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Join our text community and receive a free weekly text from Dr. Anderson. Just text the word INSPIRE to 97000. That's I-N-S-P-I-R-E to 97000. And now, back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson.
3: It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. We're talking about sex, friends. God's designed for it. In marriage, it is Marriage Monday. Maybe you have a question about sex within marriage, uh, maybe even outside of it, because uh, one of our questions is: "Sex before marriage is sin." Does saving yourself for marriage actually set you up for failure? Uh, and you know, every every single person has to really think this one through. And because social norms are changing, um, cohabitation is become no longer taboo it's almost normal and so there's research out on cohabitation and what effects it has on on marriage and divorce and uh, one of the studies from the journal of marriage and family they published a new study in 2018 that concluded that couples that lived together before marriage had a lower rate Uh, of divorce or had a lower divorce rate in their first year of marriage, but had a higher divorce rate after five years. So it supported earlier research that links premarital cohabitation to increased risk of divorce. However, other studies are showing that uh, those social norms because they have changed uh, are, are showing other, other data that pre cohabitation, you know, before marriage, premarital, cohabitation has actually, uh, been associated with lower rates of divorce these days. And one of the factors is religiosity, education, uh, and, uh, the age at the time that people were living together. Uh, and so, you know, research is battling research here, depending on who you, who you talk to, how many people are in your in your sample, and of course things change because you know over time, when social norms seem to uh, just allow things that earlier norms didn't allow, then I'm sure the data changes uh, when it's over a 20 year period or or 20 month period. So you got to look at how the data is being collected and when it's being. Uh, collected. But those are two studies uh, that are one saying there's a lower divorce rate. Another one saying, yes, there's a lower divorce rate in the first year, but by the fifth year, uh, the divorce rate is, is higher, you know? And so uh, when we look at these things, we still got to ask, well, what does God, what does God say about this? And of course, you know, I got scripture and stuff to talk about. Uh, and if you don't have a question or a comment about the the question I put on a table for discussion. And that is this, is sex before marriage a sin? Uh, Give me a call, 888-43-BRIDGE. A follow-up question, which I think is going to be very helpful for single people of any age. Is sex before marriage a sin? Yes, that's one. But here's a follow-on. Does saving yourself from marriage actually set you up for failure in marriage with regard to this area in your life? And there are a lot of couples, Uh, you know, I talked to someone not long ago, and they're in an arranged marriage and been married maybe 15, 20 years. And, you know, their marriage is arranged just based on their culture and everything like that. So there was nothing going on uh, beforehand, and they're still married. And a lot of people from this particular culture, they have a very, very low divorce rate, uh, which begs the question, too, is not getting divorced the number one goal of marriage. And what I mean by that is if I have a marriage that I'm trying to get it better, she's trying to get it better, but it's not great. And it may not ever really get great because it hasn't been great for a long time, but God doesn't want me to get a divorce. So I'd rather stay in this marriage to fulfill this vow until the Lord takes me home And I may not even be happy, but you know, I'll just focus on Jesus, you know, that sort of thing. And so you stay married, even though you really don't have a marriage or, so that's one road we can go down. The other road is no, uh, I've got 20 years, 40 years, 60 years left in my life. And I don't want to spend the next 40 years, um, living with this man. Okay who doesn't love me with this man who is X, Y, and Z, whatever his behaviors or uh, idiosyncrasies are, or maybe he's abusive or maybe he's mean or whatever, but there's no love between us. And I don't want to spend the next 20, 30 years of my life in an unhappy marriage. So then the question becomes, does God allow you to get out of an unhappy marriage because neither one of you are happy and you don't want to spend the rest of your life unhappy? Hmm. See, these are important questions for believers because while we may have the right answers biblically, and I can give those to you, and you know I will, but the reality is uh, we can say one thing but actually believe or live something else. So it's worth, it's worth the question, is it not? Uh, does God want me to stay in this marriage until it turns around? so that we can be happy again, even though we've not been happy for a decade. And I see no way of us being happy for the next two decades, but you know, I'll forgive him for what he's been doing or I'll forgive her for what she's not been doing or how she's been treating me or whatever. We'll stay for the kids. How many people say that? And do you think that that's okay? Like, will God honor this vow more than our own satisfaction and maybe mental health or happiness? And thus uh, since when did happiness become sort of like uh, the standard for why we keep the commitments we keep, right? Okay, I want to hear from you. I want to know what you're thinking uh, because many of you are thinking. Uh, maybe you're not uh, you're excited to talk about it, but I uh, put it on the table. So let's have the discussion. If you're just joining us, it's Marriage Monday. My phone number is 888-43-BRIDGE. That's 888-43-BRIDGE. If you need the digits, uh, the actual digits are eight 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 four three two seven four three four. That's eight 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 four three two seven four three four. So, you know, the scripture says in the Bible, sexual sins are clearly condemned. So adultery, which is consensual sex between a married person and someone other than his or her spouse, as well as fornication, sexual immorality in general are, are specified. So sex before marriage or premarital sex is not addressed uh, in that exact term, uh, but it does fall within the scope of sexual immorality. But if I were to say to you, "Okay, open up your Bible and show me where it says that having uh, sex before marriage is is a sin. uh, Show that to me. Where, Where would you go? Right. So show that to me. Uh, And that's important, right? Because if some, if you're pushing someone, especially younger people and saying, well, listen, sex, you know, before marriage is, is not, uh, you know, a big deal. Uh, and they say, okay, according to whose standard? And then you say, well, God's standard. And they say, okay, uh, where does God say that? And then you say, well, I'm going to open my Bible now and show it to you. Where are you going to take them? Hmm. Uh, where are you going to take them? How are you going to, so to just say things and repeat things because you heard it said by a pastor or a radio teacher is one thing to be able to say, here's the chapter, here's the verse, here's the, what the Bible says. Uh, if you can't do that, then why are you standing so hard against somebody else who may have a different view who says, listen, mom, I love, I love him. He loves me. We've thought this through, we've talked this through and uh, we want to live together and we want to be committed, uh, to one another. You know, and so if if someone uh, says that, uh, how do you how do you how do you respond? So I'd love to hear from you. Eight, 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 four, three, two, seven, four, three, four. That's eight, 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 four, three bridge. Siobhan Prather. Hello to you. Thank you for hitting me up on social media. Good to see you uh, as well. Daryl Musgrove, a big hello and Good afternoon. Uh, to you and someone writes happiness isn't the goal of marriage holiness is if you're a follower of Jesus Christ does God allow you to li- to leave a marriage because you're unhappy no i don't think so that's a good uh, good word from Tony Penny what what do you think 888 432 7434 that is my number live in studio it's marriage monday happiness is not the goal holiness is right that's what we say right and so if i want to remain holy um how holy can i remain if the person that i'm married to uh refuses to have intimate relations with me well I, that's why people take vows of of uh singleness right and celibacy but um again do you stay married even if you don't have a marriage because that's what God wants. Or do you say, I really want to have an authentic relationship and staying married to this person uh, because of the vow I made to God is more important than my vow to be happy, right? 888 432 7434. That's 888 Bridge. And by the way, where is the line of happiness? For instance, if I say I'm not happy, because he slaps me, Um, then is it okay to say, you know what, Uh, I made a vow to God, I'm going to stay in this marriage because there's really nowhere in the scripture that says if he slaps me regularly and demeans me, I can get a divorce. nowhere in the Bible. So then we would have to then say, "Uh, woman, uh, whether he slaps you or not, stay in the marriage because you made a vow to God. Whether he demeans you or not, stay in the marriage, because you made a vow to God. He hasn't committed adultery, right? Um, you haven't committed adultery, and so what? Uh that's the vow you made. So if he slaps you, there's nothing you can do about it. If he demeans you, if he takes the money and only gives you bits and pieces of money, uh, stay in the marriage. I'm a pastor. I've got the word of God. I've got the Bible. And I'm telling you that if you want to honor God, it's not about your happiness. Okay. So just hang in there. That's what God wants from you. (laughs) Okay. At what point do you say, hang on, hang on, hang on. It's not really about happiness. It's about safety. It's, it's about the way he makes me feel. It's about my mental status. It's about me trying to protect myself from being abused. At, At what point, do you as a pastor, male or female, do you as a believer say, you know what, this person in my life group, we we can't keep trying to save her from this abusive man. She got to get out of it. At what point does a does a Christian bless the separation and divorce of, of a couple? And by the way, it can go the other way, uh, I should say. Yes, I'm talking about men abusing women, but it can be women abusing men as well and saying, you know what, I'm not putting my happiness uh, up there at the top, but my happiness... Uh, you know, with a woman that is not not giving me any intimacy, any warmth, not submitting to me. At all is mean when I leave is mean when I return. She's just mean. I don't know what happened, but she's just mean. At what point do I just say, "Look, I, I got to get out of this. This is not good for my mental health." And then I say to you, brother, so what? You know that's the value made. You shouldn't have married her, but go home and deal with it. Who cares if she mouths off at you, calls your names, and and talks about your mama? Bottom line is, go home because that's what God desires of you. hmm what do y'all think about that okay you got enough of that 888-432-7434 give me a call I'm coming back from this commercial break and I'm taking your phone calls at that number eight 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 four three bridge we will uh, re-up uh, the the topic and we'll come back for the second half we're talking today about God's design for sex in marriage is sex before marriage a sin does saving yourself for marriage actually set you up for failure in marriage in this area we would love to hear from you this is real talk with dr david anderson
6: the bigger your 401k the better your retirement right wrong Confidence, and it's yours free with one call don't risk a lifetime of work building your retirement this little known retirement protection plan could safeguard your wealth and boost your retirement up to 40 percent for your free copy of guarantee your retirement by josh melberg call now call 800-337-8051 that's 800-337-8051 800-337-8051
0: tv news it's a love-hate relationship
1: WAVA-FM is heard on HD Radio at 105.1 FM HD1 or on iHeart. Tune in and now on Radio.com.
0: More than a 1,000 chapters and 30,000 verses, but you can do it. Read the entire Bible with Bible in a Year, totally interactive, totally free at BibleStudyTools.com. Free inspiration and encouragement every morning, noon, and night sent directly to your inbox. Sign up for free devotionals at Crosswalk.com. Crosswalk.com.
7: If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your time share or you'll pay nothing.
6: Call for your free information kit, 800-626-5252. That's 800-626-5252. 800-626-5252.
2: Today is an encore presentation of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. We're not taking your calls today, but thank you for tuning in and enjoy the show.
3: It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Welcome back to the show. Listen, if you're thinking about uh, getting some work done around the house, maybe you want to talk with Best Buy Waterproofing. They can uh, make sure that there is no mold or mildew in your basement. They can give you some new uh, flooring dealing with whatever the leakage is, as well as roofing issues. So check them out at bestbuywaterproofing.com. If you want to give them a call, you can do it directly and tell them that I sent you. The number is 844-980-3707. Their number, once again, is 844-980-3707. That's BestBuyWaterproofing.com. If you're just joining us, welcome to the second half of the program. We've been talking about God's design for sex and marriage Is sex before marriage a sin? Or, here's a question, does saving yourself from marriage actually set you up for failure in your marriage? What do y'all think about that? Is living together in cohabitation wrong? We want to hear from you. 888-432-7434. In the Bible, sins are clearly condemned like adultery and fornication, adultery being consensual sex between a married person and someone else that's not their spouse. Fornication, sexual immorality in general. Sex before marriage or premarital sex is not addressed, listen, in the in these exact terms, but it does fall into the scope of sexual immorality and that's the thing. Uh there's a wide scope here. What is sexual immorality? And does that change with culture? And so part of his understanding what that means, premarital, premarital sex, having sex with someone before you're married, is that just an old traditional thing? And where would you go in scripture if you were thinking of, of trying to live a life that is celibate and hold yourself, wait yourself, uh, uh, you know, wait for marriage and uh, that sort of thing. So if, if that's what you plan on doing, you might say, well, let me make sure the word of God says it so that I can, hold on to that uh, word of God, right? Or, or tell my teenagers to, right? And so what did the scripture say? Give me a call. Let's talk about this 88843 bridge and happiness in marriage. Is that something that's supposed to be something that uh, is a standard? And if I'm not happy, then for a sustained period of time, then let the marriage go. We, you know, at what point do you say, listen, uh, I've been I've been wanting intimate relations with him or with her uh, for five years, and I'm not getting it. So what do I do here, uh, pastor, <laughs> a Christian sister, a brother in my small group? Help me. What am I to do? Just keep praying to God to sustain me uh, for another five years. Is that my cross to bear? And as a single person, I'm single and I'm in my 30s. Uh, I'm single and I'm in my 40s. I'm single and I'm in my 50s. Maybe I've been married before and I'm a widow now. Maybe I'm divorced and I get saved and now I'm supposed to be celibate. How long should I be celibate? Uh, should I just say, this is my cross and I'm going to, this is my thorn in the flesh and I'm going to hold on to this and stay celibate until the Lord takes me home because that's God's desire for me but then I got a girlfriend who is kicking it with a guy that she's not married to. Right. Uh, And she seems to be happy and she seems to be holy. She's in church, uh, you know, waving her hands in the air and, and or kneeling at the altar or, you know, leading, leading her ministry or whatever, uh, preaching in a pulpit, whatever it may be. And she seems fine, but every now and then her and Leroy get together and so what am i what am i to do with that right well i want to hear from you my phone number is 888 43 bridge 888 432 7434 now the bible does teach us about uh sex in marriage and i'm going to read a couple of those passages but i really want the prime to prime the pump to see what you guys are thinking is this an issue out there or not is this an area where we uh are still feeling really um strong about or does do the norms move uh based on culture and even based on some of the new um issues that have come up around abortion you know i think sexual behavior is probably something we want to be talking about uh especially if abortion uh becomes illegal uh then you know you'll find yourself uh men and women with maybe pregnancies that you weren't expecting. And you know you can't just go and and uh, terminate it like it didn't happen. So I think it's a question that's worthy of perspective and uh, scripture. Eight 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 four three two seven four three four. Now, uh, one woman, Jane, asked this question: Can I choose to leave the house until he gets help without getting divorced? Well, yeah, you can, but the question becomes, okay, so he's abusive. That's what we were talking about before the break. He's slapping you. He's being mean to you. Can you leave the house until he gets help? I think you should, but get pastoral care uh, before you do it. In other words, don't just do it. I mean, unless your life is in danger, get clearance from a from your pastor. If you're part of a church community or your small group, or just say, listen, this is becoming untenable. I'm going to move uh, and live with someone else until he gets help. Now, hopefully you have that kind of support. But even if you don't, uh, you don't want to be with somebody that's beating you. Uh, and separation, again, that's not in the Bible, right? You're either married or you're divorced. But let's just say you're separated. I think if you can do separation under the covering of someone of someone who's given you watch care, I think that that's really, really uh, important. Okay, my number is 888 Four three two seven four three four. When I get back, I'm taking your phone calls, uh, as well as reading uh, your your text and your uh, your social media post. I'll be right back. It's real talk with Dr. David Anderson. Give him a call. 844 980 3707. That's 844 980
8: 3707.
1: Real Talk listeners, tickets are now sold out for the Michael Jr. Comedy Concert, but you have another opportunity to hear the world-famous comedian and thought
3: leader. Yeah, I'm most excited, believe it or not, I'm most excited about Sunday when you, I'll give you a story and we'll lead people to the Lord. And, you know, that's the main deal. The comedy is going to be great. You're always good at that. But what I love about your heart is what's happening on Sunday. That's right. Join us for services at Bridgeway Community
1: Church on Sunday, February 26th at our Columbia and Owings Mills Reisterstown locations and experience the journey that Michael Jr. will take you on. It'll be a journey from ha-ha to aha. Visit bridgeway.cc for times and directions.
3: The question is, Dr. Anderson. I'm very worried about this topic because the person that I am dating and considering marrying is in his uh, early 60s. And I worry about this because I'm told that men uh, of a certain age begin having a difficult time in this area. I've never dated someone this old before. Uh, but the guy I'm thinking about uh, marrying uh, said that his doctor told him if he doesn't use it, he's going to lose it. But he's been the perfect gentleman. <laughs> what do you think about that, honey? The doctor said, listen, I, I got I to gotta use it or I'm going to lose it. <laughs> so uh, maybe, maybe get married first and begin using it. I don't know. But I can see as a woman why you were concerned about that. And so you got to ask yourself the question, you know, do I marry in faith? and uh, a great guy but realize that maybe that the part of the relationship won't be the way it was uh, for you maybe when you were married before these are the difficult questions or you say you know uh, I know what God's word says but I think we ought to try this out ahead of time so I can really see you know and, and that sort of thing and so this is the mindset that people have but they're real they're real fears they're real challenges and Uh, To just paint it over with scripture sometimes, is you got to use scripture as a foundation, but then really try to make it as practical as possible for people who are dealing with everyday issues. And so I would say in your case, it's something I talk through with a third party, uh, a counselor or someone, uh, and and really talk about, or even one-on-one with the counselor, how important is this area to you uh, and how committed is he to getting help? You know, and depending on your age, you may still have uh some you know energy left and so uh you don't want to commit yourself to something that you realize you're going to be frustrated for the next 20 years of of your life so i think it's worth uh having a conversation with with a professional on that one my number's 888-43 bridge let's go to temple hills maryland and talk with miriam who's on the line hello uh miss miriam how are you today
8: Oh, just fine, Dr. Anderson. I just, you said so many things about marrying and having sex uh, before you get married. But I really, be, now I'm going to say this for so being a Christian all my life growing up in church. Now, you know that, that having sex outside of marriage is a sin. I don't care mm-hmm. where it is in the Bible. That's a commandment. Adultery, fornication is a sin. Mm -hmm. If you really love the person, you would want to marry them. But the mistake we make is being unevenly yoked. Uh, When you're young, you go out and have fun and stuff like that. And uh, a woman, well, she's on guard about having sex, okay, because she don't want to get pregnant okay and uh she's in church and all that stuff like that so she's very stressful and mindful of that way in a woman that don't have any church uh, background or any christianity about her or in her family yes she's going to engage and all that stuff come up pregnant but the thing for the woman to do, if you love me, okay. you have this desire, and, uh, you know, you want to have sex with me, how about marrying me? Right. Instead of the man proposing, you propose. Okay. Uh, you know, well, I believe in that. Well, there's, so, no, there's the nothing text. in
3: the Bible that says that a woman can't propose. And so uh, <laughs> I guess you're saying, listen, if – if if you want to be with me, then you got to marry me. Put a ring on it, like somebody once said. I think it was Beyonce. Right. <laughs> okay. Yes. Thank you, Miss Marion. I, and I really
8: believe that.
3: Thank okay, you so is much. That all
8: you want to hear.
3: That's all. I thought you did a good job. What do you think?
8: I yeah, the spirit in me. You, I said the right thing. That's uh-huh. how I married. You you can't get me away from you. You can't forget me. Then let's do it. Let's get it over <laughs> with. Married.
3: I heard that. And
8: you know what? And you are in in that marriage, and you go through the church, you go through the ritual because I believe that going to that altar, God blesses that, and you honor those vows. Don't take it for a joke, because mm-hmm. God don't
3: play. I like see so you uh, had some you had he, some more to say, Miss Miriam.
8: I do, but I don't want to shake up all the time. No, nah, you're and, lovely. Uh, Thank you so he,
3: much. Let, let me get let okay. me go ahead and get uh Phyllis in here, okay?
8: Okay. God bless all right. you. Thank you, Doctor. Okay, bye bye. Bye
3: bye now. Thank you, Miss Miriam. I got Miss Phyllis on the line from Laurel, Maryland. So let's go on over to Laurel. Hello, Miss Phyllis. It's Dr. Anderson. How are you? Miss Phyllis, are you there? Going once, going twice. I'm so sorry. Call me back. I'll leave a line open for you. You know, sometimes people call and they're on mute or uh, they're going through a tough area. And so as soon as their time comes up, they're like, oh, he can't hear me. (laughs) Okay. But I want to hear you and the listeners do as well. So give me a call. 888-432-7434. That is my number, and you ought to put it in your uh, in your contacts. Just put Doctor Anderson and that number eight 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 four three two seven four three four. You never know when you want to call me, and I'm here uh, every day from three to four Monday through Friday, uh, and then a special uh, edition on Saturdays from 3 to 3.30, but it's not call-in. So check us out, okay? And, of course, if you want to worship uh, with me, you can, always can at 8 o'clock at 9.45 and at 11.30 on Sundays, uh, either online at 8, uh, in-house, live in person at 9.45 in Columbia, Maryland, or in Owens Mills, Reisterstown, Maryland, right outside of Baltimore in Baltimore County. And that uh, that time is 11.30 now, if you want to find out directions and all these details, just go to bridgeway.cc, like crossing over a bridge, bridgeway.cc, not .com, .cc, like community church, huh? See what we did there? Bridgeway.cc. Let's talk to Fred. He's in Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, Fred is, uh, well, he's all, he's in Baltimore, but he's not up on my screen yet, so as soon as he gets there, he's there now. Hello, Mr. Brad. How are you today? How are you doing? Oh, I'm alive and grateful, my friend. Thank you for calling. What are you thinking?
7: So, uh how deep do you want to go
3: in this? As deep as two minutes how will allow us.
7: <laughs> two minutes, okay. <laughs> all right. so we're talking about we talking about sex before marriage, is that right? That's right. Okay, all right. So, you know, typically no, you're not supposed
3: to, right? Right.
7: So, I think what happens is is the power of first mention. And and just the fact that a lot of times we as adults we don't learn about the whole thing about sex until it's been like we've been already exposed to it by people other than our parents,
2: for uh-huh. example.
7: Or our parents are not setting a good example. Right. And so when it comes to the time for us to learn whether or not we should shack up or should not or should have sex or whatever the case may be we've already learned from the world right and so it becomes hard for us to to make that change and in order to make that change you got to have the conviction of the holy spirit right and and so a lot of times we like oh well i i really i i shouldn't be doing this but we don't really have that tug tug in the heart Uh to really do the right thing and so we ended up Getting, putting ourselves in ourselves in positions where we're not strong enough to do the right thing, and we end up letting the enemy tell us lies, and we end up, you know, falling into temptation and, and stuff like that. And, right. You know, it just becomes really hard um, for a person who is trying to do the right thing to do the right thing.
3: Right. Well, and it's- so
7: I think that. Go ahead.
3: I was just going to say it's definitely a struggle and a challenge, and so you need help with that challenge, don't you? I'll give you the last word.
7: Yes, sir. You definitely do. You, you need prayer. You need, you know, uh, definitely asking God to change your heart about the situation. You need the word to, so that you can call on Scripture when you're being tempted, you know, and just— You you know, being wise about putting yourself in situations where you'll fall.
3: There you go, my friend. Thank you. You said it well. That's Brad from Baltimore. I'll be right back. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson.
0: I'm Jonathan McKean. You're listening to Plugged In on WAVA. In the new movie RRR, now streaming on Netflix, we get a bit of everything. If you want action, comedy, a buddy flick, romance, or even a musical, this blockbuster Indian movie delivers. The film is set in 1920 in the waning days of British rule in India. A character named The Shepherd is seeking to retrieve a young girl kidnapped by a wealthy British woman. An Indian officer in the British Army named Raju is tasked with stopping him. That's the setup for what's reportedly the most expensive Indian film ever made. Which, for those of us who don't speak Telugu, is kindly dubbed in English. Friendship and courage abound, as do spectacular effects and lots of violence. So we're giving RRR a two and a half out of five for family friendliness. Read the full review at pluggedin.com radio. I'm Jonathan McKee for Focus on the Family's Plugged In.
4: Hi folks, Don Crow here. What if I told you you can save a baby's life for just $28? It's true. Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people just like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant women and girls who might otherwise choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother who is abortion-minded the chance to see the truth of the baby that's growing inside her. $140 can do this for five girls and women. And a $15,000 gift will provide an ultrasound machine that will save lives for years to come. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a phone call or click away. There's no better time to save a baby's life. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229 or give online at WAVA.com.
6: Do you have a leaky faucet, a running toilet, lights that don't work, or worse yet, a heating and air conditioning system that's been ignored for years? It's time to take some action and go to aactionhomeservices.com. Licensed in Maryland, Virginia, and D.C. with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. aactionhomeservices.com
4: Problem solved.
0: People of the world, I am Chef Wes Andres, and I'm here with an important message. I'm speaking to you from... Downtown Kerson. As tonight gets dark, people are going to go to their homes without electricity, without water, and very often without much food. With your help together, I know we will not leave the people
6: of Ukraine alone.
3: real talk with Dr. David Anderson. It's marriage Monday. First Corinthians 7 2 says, but since sexual immorality is occurring, each man should have sexual relations with his own wife and each woman with her own husband. In this verse, marriage is presented as the cure for sexual immorality. Sexual union within marriage, which is commended, is set against immorality, which is to be avoided. Thus, any sex outside of marriage is considered immoral. This would have to include premarital sex. Another verse that presents sex before marriage as immoral is Hebrews 13, 4, which says marriage should be honored by all and the marriage bed kept pure. For God will judge the adulterer the adulterer in all the sexually immoral. So here we have both adultery and fornication contrasted with what happens in the marriage bed. Marriage and sexual intercourse within it is honorable. All other types of sexual activity are condemned as immoral and bring God's judgment. So based on these passages, uh verse Corinthians 7 2 and Hebrews 13 uh, verse 4 a biblical definition of sexual immorality would have to include sex before marriage and this is something that we'll continue to have to uh, really think through as the culture grows more and more away from the traditional uh, views of scripture and so I hope that today uh, this topic was helpful. I'd also say for married people, uh, no one gets married to have um, a sexless marriage. And so, uh, you know, the amount of sex that you have, how often uh, is up to you, right? And so some people are happily married having sex every now and then based on age, stage, travels, you know, so don't let anyone judge you about how often you have it you, know, you have to have it because you meet somebody else and they're having it every three days, or a couple times a week or once a week and you're like well what's wrong with me because we come together once every few months and you're like once every few months, again it depends on the age, the stage, the couple, the desire, the health conditions of one or others in the party of the marriage uh, pregnancies and kids and you know uh, menopause, there's just so many things that affect different stages and seasons of life uh within the life of a married couple that you don't want to compare so much to the point that you feel like something's wrong, but think about yourself and uh think about your spouse and what uh what feels right to you is something uh to shoot for, not what's right for uh for the Joneses if you know what I mean but my point is this uh if you're committing your your spouse to a sexless marriage. I think that's a real problem, and it's something that you ought to be uh, concerned about if that's what you are doing uh, to your spouse, all right, when you have the ability to change that. Uh, But two have to come together. You don't just take something. Uh, Two of you need to come together, and it's a decision that two people make to become one. Well, let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you invite us to become one with you. And we ask you to help us to become one with our spouse and uh, protect our lives, our bodies and our spirits. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.